everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes, uh, your favorite comic book podcast hosted by a sentient ball of electricity. Look, and me, Olivia. <laughs> Sometimes the only way you can describe the way that your skin feels when you're on the cusp of a fever is a ball of elect- like those little science balls of electricity where you touch it and it goes like ooh and like that feeling is skin <laughs> the science anyway, balls for, for people who aren't in our discord and uh have not listened to our bonus episode for this month um everybody in my household has covid right now so we're doing great we're doing fantastic yeah having a normal one a week before my birthday, too. Honestly, worst God. Leo season. <laughs> that does suck. I wasn't even thinking about that. Ugh. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Who are we talking about today, Olivia? <laughs> oh, yeah, anyways. Well, sorry to do this to you when we're sick, but I figured we probably should just cover Shauna the She-Devil since we talked about her... Husband. Wait, it, are you apologizing because her shit is whack, or <laughs> it's confusing? Yeah. Well, no, it's... I, I don't think it's that much more confusing than anything else. It's just kind of... The whole vibe of Shanna is kind of... It's like... Kazar is, like, already, like, kind of a little bit, like, uh... And then Shanna, it's like you add onto it the fact that she is a scantily clad white woman um, who is always in like a sexy bikini made out of animal pelts. And it's just kind of like, well, okay. But uh, we're just, we're gonna, we're. I don't know why they do, like, bikinis or, like, tube tops. I feel like if you are going to be active in a jungle setting, you need some support or at least some straps so that you don't lose your clothes. Yeah. Okay. Like, here's, it's, like, she's not always in a bikini, but a lot of the time it's a bikini. And, like, here's the thing. One, yes, bikini, impractical impractical clothing to be adventuring through the jungle with. Two, animal fur, impractical material to make a bikini out of. Use, like, a big leaf or something. Get Use it all a big nice leaf and or something. soft. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, if you do soften a hide, you can use it. There's ways, I'm sure. There's there's way you can't, but I I you don't can know the ways. Make a bikini, but it doesn't I, mean you should. Shanna the She Devil miniseries, where it's just her making her outfit from like yeah. hunting to stretching the pelt and curing the pelt, and like it's actually just like an instructional like how to make a shirt out of. Like, she's gotta, like, get the sinew to use as thread. Like, an entire yeah. miniseries that's actually just a WikiHow article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, not, um, like, a WikiHow article. It's just, like, it would have to be 
honestly, for this to actually turn out well, it would have to be an indigenous artisan. Otherwise, I feel like it would be bad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm rethinking the the makeup of comic book artists and writers. And I'm like, actually, actually don't do this. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my answer. Um, and my third thing about the sexy animal print bikini is like, I mean, there's so many over-sexualized women in comics, um, and on some occasions, it does make sense for the character, um, like Emma Frost. I was literally just thinking Emma Frost. Yeah, Emma, Emma, I think, is the best example of it, where it's like, this is a character who is very actively, like, using her sexuality to project a certain image and to influence people's perceptions of her. And also, like... Like, she's wearing a shirt that says, my boobs are down here, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's very intentional and it makes sense for her character. Um, Shauna, I'm not, like, a Shauna expert by any means, um, as it's probably going to be obvious when we do this episode... She doesn't seem like a character who's, like, that interested in being sexy. So I, it's just purely like a male gaze kind of thing, uh, it seems like. If you're, a, if you're listening, and you're a Shauna the She-Devil head, um, <laughs> I've never met someone whose favorite character is Shauna the She-Devil, but... I'm sure I'm they sure exist. There's somebody out there. Um, so let uh let me know more about her. Um but that all being said, uh let's describe this woman. Um <laughs> so uh Sha Shana Shanna Shana? I'm probably gonna say Shana, because that's seems to flow off the tongue a little bit more. Um and she's Irish. And I think that's what you said last time, yeah. Yeah, and Shauna kind of has a slightly more Irish sound to it. I don't think it's a real Irish name, um, but it might be. I have more faith that it could be a real Irish name than I do in, like... Kazar. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, comic book writers, uh inventing like east asian names because i know 90 percent of the time they are just smashing some syllables together um anyways so she was uh created in 1972 at the same time as uh night nurse or the night nurses um and tigra um these were three titles that were all kind of uh conceived around the same time with the intention of uh like drawing in a female audience basically um interesting that like two of them were Shauna and Tigra who both have like kind of a uh cat motif but uh otherwise different characters um the first 
issues of the Shauna series, I think the initial series was like five issues, were uh, written by Carol Suling, um, who was uh, the wife of Phil Suling, who had uh, was not a comics writer, but was involved uh, with the uh, like was like organizing conventions and stuff. Um, so like comics writers knew him through that. This is uh interesting because I recently read. I think I might have mentioned it on here. Um, at the suggestion of a friend of the show, Sam. I read Slugfest, which is a non-fiction book about uh, the history of the Marvel-DC rivalry. Um, and Phil Suling was talked about in that because uh, he was largely responsible for uh, the transition from, like, like, selling comics in the direct market rather than, like, at newsstands. Like, it was largely, like, his idea, and he, like, did a lot of the work for that. Um, so that was just kind of funny when I was reading this backstory for Shaun of the She-Devil. I was like, oh, hey, I just read a book that talked about that guy. <laughs> um, but, uh, Carol was not really involved with comics, but she was, like, had writing experience, um, and because they were trying to get female writers on these, uh, books that were targeted towards women, and there were not a lot of female writers <laughs> working in comics at the time, um, Roy Thomas, uh, who would go on to be editor-in-chief of Marvel, uh, approached Carol and asked her to write this Shaun of the She-Devil comic, um, along with George Tusca as the artist on the first issue. Um, they had some kind of, like, punch-up work from, uh, Steve Gerber, who was the, uh, co-creator of Howard the Duck, um, but it was just kind of, uh, you know, like, adding some dialogue uh, and stuff like that. So, the uh, story of Shauna the She-Devil is that uh, she is Irish. Uh, her father is a diamond miner. Um, and so Do she they spends... have diamonds in Ireland, or is he, like, colonial uh, bullshit? In... He's he's in Africa. He uh, uh, takes his family to Africa. To... They're like, you know what? This story needs more of yeah. again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colonialism, yeah, sure. especially extractive get... colonials. We gotta put it back in the story. We gotta get some colonialism. We have in to here. keep the plunder name alive. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she, uh, grows up in Africa with her parents, um, her, uh, 
tragic backstory is that her mother had this like pet leopard um that uh went rogue and like became dangerous and uh her father was trying to shoot the leopard um and then while he was trying to hunt it down he accidentally uh shot shauna's mother instead and killed her um accidentally <laughs> likely story yeah um and, also, uh, fucking don't have big cats as a pet. Don't have big cats as I, pets. I know you're in Africa, living in Africa because of colonialism, and they're you're like wild Ooh. animals. Yeah, they are not. They're not meant to be pets. This is this is like this is good advice in general. Sometimes people will try to be like, oh no, this is like a serval. Like you can you know tame this. It's like a house cat. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Please just get a cat. It, Please just, just get a cat. Just get a domesticated cat. If you want a challenge, get one that used to be stray. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason that we have domesticated cats. It's because of agriculture. There's also a reason that big cats are not domesticated. They will eat you. Yeah, yeah. They do not care. Um. So, uh, yeah, her father accidentally kills her mother um and this inspires in her a uh hatred and distrust for guns um oh, i thought you were gonna say men that would also be valid of her honestly um also but, you know a hatred and distrust of guns extremely normal yeah just kind of a healthy way to live your life even if one didn't kill your mother. Um, she, um, moves to the U.S. after that, um, and, uh, studies to become a veterinarian. Um, and she also become <laughs> The summary said an Olympic athlete, and I don't know if that means, like, Olympic level, or if she literally, like, went to the Olympics. Um, but, uh, she just becomes extremely athletic, like, pretty much every character without superpowers has to do <laughs> in order to explain why they're able to survive all these situations. Um. Hey, how are you not dead yet? Extreme training. Yeah. Um, she, uh, becomes a vet she starts working for um a zoo in new york um she becomes she meets the cast of madagascar she meets the cast of madagascar she uh goes on a wacky adventure with them madagascar 4 the savage lands the sa <laughs> um she uh Oh, while she's at the zoo, she, um, becomes, like, very attached to a leopard named Julani. Um, and then <laughs> Julani is, uh, I think maybe, like, escapes or something, or there's some sort of, like, chaos going on, and then Julani 
is also shot and killed by a guard with a gun. I thought you were going to say by her dad. By her dad. Her dad shows up and is like, I'm killing this leopard. Don't worry about it. I that leopard that I made me kill my wife. <laughs> um, so uh, she is extremely upset about it. And she quits her job quits and moves her away. <laughs> quits her job and moves away. Um, back to Africa. Uh, but before she goes, do they ever she... give like an actual country, or do they always just kind of say Africa? Um, I believe so. Just hand waves Africa. Hand. Uh, she. So when she's growing up, it's in uh Zaire. Um, and then after this, she goes to the Dahomey Reserve, which I think is a real place. Dahomey Wildlife Reserve? Well, no, that's, uh, that's one in America. Um. (laughs) They just took an American reserve and they're like, this is in Africa. (laughs) This is in Africa now. Um. Well, anyways, uh, before she goes back to Africa, the, uh, like, owner of the zoo is like, oh, you should take Julani's two cubs with you so they can, uh, grow up on this wildlife reserve. Um. A thing that happens. Yeah, you know, a thing that, that you just do as like a zookeeper you can just be like oh take these guys to this wildlife reserve and it's not like an extremely you know complicated process to like move animals from a zoo to like a different location and like help them adjust to like living you know not in captivity it's fine you can just take them and go I'll um, be fine just toss them out in the wild <laughs> yeah um, so she goes to this wildlife reserve. She, um, turns, uh, Julani's, uh, pelt into her first sexy fur bikini. A thing um, that she would not be allowed to have, I believe. Yeah, definitely not. He's like, hey, um, we run a def- definitely an accredited zoo here. Take this pelt, take this pelt. and these two baby leopards, <laughs> and just go wherever. Just, just head on out to this wildlife reserve we just made up. Um, she uh wears the pelt partly to you know like honor Julani's memory and partly to uh like kind of help the cubs like acclimate or like imprint on her or whatever i don't think i don't think that's real animal science either but like it's like the bottom of the list of concerns right now (laughs) um god do you think that the people who live by this animal preserve are like what the fuck is this white lady doing what is happening um yeah she just starts um living on this wildlife reserve just fully in the jungle, like, not, you know... In a house. Not in a in house. In a tent. Not, not in one of the places where, like, somebody would 
live if they were like working on a wildlife reserve um that just, just seems like woods. a good way for you and those two leopard cubs to perish yeah absolutely um she uh sort of like kazar was doing in the savage land she uh takes it upon herself to kind of uh defend the reserve and its animals from poachers and violence and guns classic white saviorism yeah 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 for sure like here's here's another here's another big problem not not to be because kazar is already like there's some problematic stuff happening but kazar you have like the remove of like well it's the savage land which is a made-up place. It's in a fake place with it's dinosaurs, place. and he is yeah. the only human person there. Yeah, and um, it's also, Shanna's like... just literally in Africa. Yeah, and it's also, like, Kazar, like... He is a white guy, and his name is Kevin Plunder. Um, but he, like, grew up there, and he was there since he was, like... A young he, child. He got adopted by a saber-toothed tiger. Like, he you know... He got adopted by a saber-toothed tiger with the intelligence of a man. Um, this is, uh, like... This is an adult woman making a decision. This is a... Yeah, this is an adult white woman, um, who leaves her life to go live in the woods. Um, she also... So that's, like, the the original like, five issues of the comic are, like, the backstory and her, you know, in this wildlife reserve, like, fighting poachers, uh, going on adventures with her two, uh, leopard cubs. Um, she has, like, a, uh, sort of romance with a, uh, game warden, um, that obviously doesn't really go anywhere because she's gonna end up getting married to Kazar. Um, so... I mean, it could go places, it's just not gonna last forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so after the, uh, that initial story is presumably when they're like, okay, uh, if we want to do anything more with this character, we probably need to put her in the savage land with our other kind of, you know, jungle-themed guy. Um, she, uh, her, she gets, she gets kidnapped by a wizard. Um. You hate to see it. (laughs) You hate to see it. Um, and the wizard takes her to the savage land. Um, and at... The same time her father is kidnapped by the Mandrill and his sister, Necra, um, who are two characters who have, um, a lot going on. Um, Necra was recently in the, uh... Sabretooth miniseries. Uh, so, good for her. Um, there's a lot to unpack with this whole thing that we're not gonna get into. But, um, 
her father is kidnapped and uh ultimately killed by the mandrel. I'm not sure for what purpose, maybe for his diamond money. Um but uh while she's in the Savage Land, she meets Kazar uh and he I mean who else would she meet? <laughs> but yeah, she meets some dinosaurs. She meets Sauron. Um she meets Kazar, who helps her, uh, you know, navigate the Savage Land, um, get back to Africa, find out her father was murdered, um, go to America, show up in Daredevil so, uh, she can help Daredevil stop the Mandrill and Necra, um, and then she, uh, shows up in Savage Tales, which was uh, an anthology comic that Kazar was appearing in, but she gets her own kind of backup stories where she goes back to Africa and her two leopard cubs get killed by a different wizard than the wizard who kidnapped her. <laughs> wizards I... hate this woman. Um, Do you think somebody's hiring these wizards? <laughs> Just to ruin her life. Well, if she's in there doing some white savior bullshit, she's probably doing more harm than good. Yeah. No, they're, that's... Initially, they're like, God, okay, can you just, like, bring her somewhere else where she can live out her jungle fantasy and not bother anybody? And the wizard's like, I know just the place. Puts her in the savage land. She comes back and the they're like, okay, well, that didn't work. Hey, other wizard, do you have any ideas? And the wizard's like, well, she's pretty strongly attached to these two leopard cubs. Um, we could just kill them. <laughs> I guess maybe that'll, uh... And they're like, I don't... Can, can you just, like, take her and the leopard cubs to wherever you took her last time and maybe she'll stay there with them? And the <laughs> wizard's like, mm, no, I think I'm just gonna kill them. They're like, no, wait, come back. And the wizard's like, too late. Can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Should have um, hired a nicer wizard. He, uh, yeah, her, uh, her leopard cubs get killed. Um, Jerry Conway, who I think was, uh, the editor at the time, um, was like, oh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we wanted to do this kind of, uh, darker story, but also, we wanted to, like, allow for her to date Kazar by, like, eliminating these rivals for her affections. It's like, she you can have... Hey, you people can, date when they have children all the date, time. Yeah, they date when they have children. Um, They date when they have pets. Friends and family. Like <laughs> sort of something in between. Um, I think it's fine. Also, like, uh, I'm sure Kazar would love to have two little leopards. Yeah, he's already, his dad is a saber-toothed tiger. Like He'd be fine with it. He'd be like, hell yeah, big cat family, let's go. Um, maybe the tiger was against it. <laughs> I, I guess maybe. It's like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Um, so, uh... After this point is where she is 
pretty much exclusively associated with the Savage Land, um, and is usually uh, appearing in conjunction with Kazar. Um, like we said in the Kazar episode, they end up uh, getting married and having a son named Matthew. Um, before that happens, she, like, has a brief romance with, um, a guy named, uh, Mele, who is, uh, part of a, like, tribe of monkey people who live in Pangea, which is, like, the, like, larger realm that they find out the Savage Land is a part of? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, but it's like, yeah, she, uh... She's like, no, no, I do want to explore my options. (laughs) I do, listen, I do want, yeah, she's, like, still, like, kind of, like, you know, has some sort of thing going on with Kazar, but she's like, maybe I'll, like, uh, you know, date this monkey guy um and i'm I'm picturing like planet of the apes style right no he's like no he's he's mostly mostly human but he's got like a prehensile tail and i think he maybe has like ear like funny looking ears i have gotta look this up if this man is just like a monkey furry sort of like are they cowards <laughs> i mean yeah they are cowards um and they uh he proposes to her and she's like i gotta think about it uh because i've got like i'm kind of in a relationship but it's i'm in a situationship with kazar um and then like his uh one of his friends gets killed, and then his daughter gets killed, and then he's like, oh, I'm so upset, my daughter got killed, I'm gonna kill myself. And she's like, wait, don't kill yourself, I'll marry you. Um, and then I they get married, so and then they mad. find out that his daughter isn't actually dead, but then Melee dies uh, while he's, like, fighting a monster with Kazar. Um, so... I am looking at this man, and he just has a tail. Yeah. He just has a tail. Cowardice. It was it was a theme park built by the Atlanteans? What is <laughs> the result of genetic engineering by Atlantean scientists tens of thousands of years earlier? I don't... S- <sighs> if anyone wants to explain any of this to me, feel free. I hate this. Um... Yeah, well, anyways, um... The, the 80s are wild. Yeah, it's just... They it's decided a, this it's in the 80s, apparently, is what I was time. looking up. Um, There's a monkey man. Does he look like a monkey? No, he looks like a man. He just has a tail. Why does he have a tail? <laughs> Atlantis! <laughs> Comics. Namor's um, like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just fuck around. Make a dinosaur place. Yeah. It'd be fun, right? People love dinosaurs. Um, she gets possessed, it seems like, kind of a lot. Um, Such is the lot of being a woman. 
<laughs> such as yeah, such as being a woman in comics. Um she gets there's okay, there's a um thing where Thanos is trying to like do something to the Savage Land, question mark, question mark, and they, like, destroy the thing he's using, but, like, destroying the thing gives Shauna its power, um, and then she, like, has, like, control over nature, um, and then Kazar goes to the High Evolutionary, and he's like, hey, my... Wife has these weird new powers. Is that bad? And the high evolutionary is like, oh, no, let's just see what happens. Because it's the high evolutionary. Um, yeah. I don't know why you would ask the high evolutionary for any advice. Yeah. Unless really. it's like, how do I make an Earth that's identical to this Earth? <laughs> um, and... uh. Shauna eventually, like, realizes that she's, like, this, like, power is, like, taking over her mind, so she, uh, gets rid of it, um, she also gets possessed more recently by, uh, an entity called the Designer, um, who, uh, possesses her and tries to take over the Savage Land, and then, uh, eventually they knock t- it out of her. Um, and then more recently, um, in Savage Wolverine. Um, oh my god. I d- every time I'm like, in Empire, oh no, there's still something else. Oh god, yeah. how many times does this woman get possessed? Yeah, oh my god. Um, yeah, in in Empire she does get she gets uh possessed by the the Kotati, but it's uh briefly ish. The thing that happens in Savage Wolverine like kind of sticks around. More extensive. It's, yeah, it's not it's not really it's not really a, a, a possessing, but it's similar to some other stuff that happened before. This is where mm. um uh so the store there's like a uh some sort of mysterious, like, EMP device somewhere in the Savage Land that causes a shield ship to, like, crash there, and Shauna finds them, and then, uh, Wolverine also crashes there, and Shauna and Wolverine team up to try and figure out what's going on. Um. Shauna's like, this is the second time this week. I am not having this. I'm so sick of this. I have to clean up after these wrecks, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I live here. There's like, it's like me and my husband who live here, and then a bunch of dinosaurs. And some men with tails. We don't talk yeah. about them, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, Shauna gets killed, and then, for some reason, Amadeus Cho shows up. Um. Did he also crash? He, maybe he, I assume the most likely explanation is that he also crashed. Um, he's like, hey guys, but, what's going on? I just crashed, and Wolverine and, like, the shield ship is like, yeah. Yeah, that's too, buddy. Anyway, this yeah. woman died. This woman died. Uh, it's too bad. Um, yeah, and Amadeus, we talked about this last week because I was so baffled by it. They, um, 
use there's a a man thing that's in the savage lands that's not the man thing the primary man thing but is a different savage lands man thing um and they're able to use its blood and do some kind of techno science ritual thing to resurrect shauna because while amadeus was crashed there he uh convinced a bunch of neanderthals that he was their god or something um wild wild stuff happening here but they resurrect shauna um and she ends up with these powers that are sort of similar to the powers she had before but like not really taking over her brain but she's just like she's like extremely connected to the savage land and has like some like control over nature and has like these new expanded senses um somebody looked at her and was like she needs more agency <laughs> we got to yeah, fix this maybe that's what it was honestly um and then during empire when uh she gets possessed by the katati the katati kill kazar and then they bring Kazar back to life with the same ritual, and now Kazar has the same powers. Um, and they're both uh, figuring out how to deal with them. Um, Except Kazar is now in space. Well, yeah, now he's in space. Um, so she gets to hang out and deal with this by, by herself. <laughs> yeah, but she's had a little bit longer to figure it out, so maybe she's yeah. doing okay. Um weird uh not as weird as um kazar being a new herald of galactus um but uh mostly because it didn't actually happen um but similarly very recently um there was a thing where they were trying to find a new host for the phoenix and um a bunch of uh different characters all got like summoned by the phoenix basically to figure out who was going to be the new uh phoenix host um and one of them was shauna uh and it didn't end up being shauna but like how completely <laughs> how because she's com- like i would like to keep my agency thanks <laughs> I don't want to be possessed by anything anymore. How completely buck wild would it be if the trajectory of these characters, of all characters, was like, yeah, now Kazar is the Herald of Galactus and Shauna is the Phoenix. Like, it would be so funny, actually. It would be pretty funny. Like, it would be extremely busted, but it would be very funny. Especially, like, a lot of the time as comics grow and move forward, they take the attention away from characters that have more problematic pasts or change, you know, their origin mm-hmm. stories. Really just bringing these two out there <laughs> yeah. into the limelight un- unchanged, huh? I mean, yeah, th- I mean, they <laughs> they put Shauna in the Savage Land, which helps, but they didn't get rid of her backstory. No, she's still just, like, white-ladied it up in Africa for a while. Um, 
There's also in like the mid 2000s um there's like an alternate universe like story written by Frank Cho um written and drawn by Frank Cho um that's like a uh like a a standalone like cool edgy Shauna reboot um where she like is she has like superpowers um and she was like experimented on to give her superpowers and she is named she's named Shauna in this after the comic book character Shauna um so i like i don't um like it doesn't have like a lot of bearing on like, actual Shauna, except that I think it made her more popular because I think the Frank Cho series might have been kind of popular because Frank Cho drew her, like, really, really sexy. Um, which, like, was already the case, but, like, more sexy because Frank Cho draws, like, very, very sexualized women. Um, but, uh... Yeah, that that so that's something else is that sometimes if you see people talking about Shauna the She Devil, um, they're talking about this alternate universe miniseries version. I think the picture of her on the Wikipedia page might be of this version. Um, Why is there a cover of one where she's like being eaten by raptors? That is but also like, like but sexy. sexy. Yeah, but like sexy. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. I don't. Um, you know. Hold on. There's more than one of her being sexually eaten by raptors. By raptors. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> what does the? Oof. Hey, Frank Cho. I have some questions. Yeah, I uh, I have a lot of... Uh, the questions are about raptors and your feelings on them. D- yeah, you know, I'd uh, love to unpack that. Anyways, um, that's uh, Shaun of the She-Devil. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, I guess. Um, did you, um... I'm assuming you did not read any comics because of your brain turning into, um, a lightning orb, but... No, I I mean, technically I did, uh, reread Nimona this week in preparation oh, yes. for Nimona bonus episode, but if you want my thoughts on Nimona, subscribe to our Patreon, I guess. Yeah, we're not giving I those not away read, for free. I did not read any other comics, um... I'm over halfway done with my crocheted blanket, because, like, Hell yeah. my joints hurt, but, like, not enough to stop me crocheting. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta do something, man. Yeah. Otherwise, my brain's gonna yell at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't <sighs> work on Essex. That's too much brain. Sewing takes so much brain power. And crocheting, once you get the pattern down, not really. That's oh, repetitive. Yeah. Don't gotta <laughs> think about it. Anyway, did you read any comics? Um, I did. Um, 
The Hellfire Gala was this past week. Um, I have been seeing you retweeting some, like, <clears throat> memes and reactions. Yeah, um, boy, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, folks. I did have a thought that, like, uh, if we weren't able to do Nimona bonus by the end of the month, I could just ask, I, we could just do a bonus where I'm like, so what happened in the X-Men? Hey, how are the X-Men What's going on doing? over there? Hey, what's going on with the X-Men? Um, what's going on with the X-Men? Please explain these memes that you have retweeted. Yeah, well, there were some good memes. I'll say that. That's one thing that came out of the Hellfire Gala, is there were some good memes. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a rough one. Which everyone knew it was going to be, because they were like, Fall of X, starting now. Uh, but, like, whoo boy. Hachimachi, folks. Wowza. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um, I'll ask you off air for more details. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be happy to uh, explain the situation. Um, but that was what I read. Um, if uh, I can't remember if there was... Oh! Um, there was a trailer for Loki season two today, uh, but I didn't get to watch it yet because I was at work. And then I didn't even know it came out. Um, but I am looking forward to that. Loki season one was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I think, I think that's it. Um, if you want to keep up with us, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, and X. Nope. No, it's the fall of X, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, correct. Thank you. Um, yeah, they already, uh, they killed that. Um, so follow us on Twitter, at Capes and Japes, uh, as well as any of those other platforms. Um, we have a Discord server, um, if you want to talk to us on there, uh, we have a Patreon. As just mentioned, we just recorded a bonus episode on uh, the new Nimona film, um, which we were very, very excited about. If you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show, uh, leaving a rating and review is a very cool thing to do. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it, and just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Oh.